Radio. If any man comes to me without hating his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, and his own life too, he cannot be my disciple. And of course, at first hearing that sounds rather odd because of how we think about hate. Now, hating here isn't the way we usually uh, use the word. What Jesus is saying is nothing and nobody can be preferred to him. A disciple of his must put him first, must prefer nothing to him. And a disciple of Jesus needs to get rid of all obstacles that come between them and our Lord. Not even family relationships, not even those things dearest to us can get in the way of following him. We're talking about something which in the Christian life is referred to as detachment. Freedom from all attachments. Jesus makes it very clear that without detachment, our attempts to follow him will not endure, will come to nothing in the end. It's another way that he's making clear a disciple needs an undivided heart, a heart that is for him alone, a heart that's not attached to anything which in the end is taking us away from God or not allowing us to com commit to God fully. And when you look at the images that Jesus uses in the gospel, the person setting out to build a tower or the king marching out to war, it's the first thing that we have to do. It's the foundation of everything else. Before we build the tower, this has to be in place. Before we march out into the battle, this has to be the case. We have to be detached. He says again very clearly, none of you can be my disciple unless he gives up all his possessions. Now, obviously, we know that in the church, there are people who literally do that. There are people who literally feel called to sell their possessions or to give them away and live lives of radical poverty. But that's a particular calling. And Jesus is addressing this to all of us. In some way, this applies to all of us, that none of us can be his disciple unless we give up all our possessions. And I think what this must mean is that we make sure that none of our possessions are an attachment for us, that we don't get um, trapped by the things that we have or the relationships that we are in. But sometimes it's good to have some examples. One beautiful example of detachment I came across comes from the life of St. Louis de Montfort. St. Louis is known most particularly for his work on Marian consecration, consecrating ourselves to Jesus through Mary. St. Louis de Montfort in a town of Pontchâteau in France once inspired the peasants there to build a huge monument 
to Christ's passion. And they were doing it on a, a neighbouring hill. And so it took a huge amount of work and it took 15 months, so over a year, to complete it. On the day before this monument was meant to be blessed by the bishop, St. Louis got word that the government was in fact going to come and destroy it. Think of that, all that work, that wonderful monument to faith just going up in smoke, literally. But what was St. Louis' response? Well, on the day of the blessing, he addressed the crowds and he simply said this, we had hoped to build a Calvary here. Let us build it in our hearts. Blessed be God. So just like that, he let it go. He let it go because he trusted God so much and he trusted God's will, God's permissive will. And that's a, a wonderful example for us Christians because even though God doesn't will bad things, we still know that sometimes God permits them to happen. And yet if we trust him, even the evil that people try to work in our lives, even the destruction that the evil one tries to wreck in our lives will not have any lasting effect if we trust in God's will and if we just go with it. So St. Louis had a detachment from his own will. St. Paul in the second reading from the letter to Philemon talks about this spiritual son of his who he's had with him, Onesimus. And he says that he would have liked to have kept Onesimus there, but he's sending him back. He's detached from that relationship that's obviously dear to him. And St. Paul, remember, is in chains. He's in prison. No doubt this person is really helpful company for him. Someone who reminds him he's not alone. And yet Paul says he's sending him back. He's not attached to anything except the kingdom of God. Another example comes from my own life. And I'm not sure if I've shared this with you before. But anyway, it, it bears repeating. About 10 years ago, um, I had an odd, odd experience. I had had this um, secret uh, not, not front and centre ambition, but it was certainly there to have a wine cellar when I became a priest. Yeah, I know. It's, it's how disappointed I became when this wasn't, this wasn't going to be possible. Now it would probably be chocolate hobnobs, but then it was, it was red wine. And I thought, yeah, you know, because I don't know why I thought this, but I thought, well, when I'm a priest, you know, I'll have more than a student grant. So I'll be able to afford enough, you know, something decent. I'll build up a collection. And about 10 years ago, I had this dream. And in the dream, um, Father Benedict Groeschel from the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, uh, who's now passed away, um, said to me these very clear words. And I knew he was talking about this little... Um, attachment. He said, you have to give up everything that does not lead to God. 
you have to give up everything that does not lead to God. Pretty sage advice. And I thought even more highly of the advice when I actually found out it was part of scripture. It's um, from the letter of Titus. What you have to do is give up everything that does not lead to God. We all have our attachments. Some of them are things. Some of them are very concrete things. Some of them are ideas. Some of them are wrapped up in who we think we are, who we want to project to other people. All sorts of things which we feel like we can't live without. When of course the truth is, we can live without them because all true life comes from God. And nothing, nothing in our life should get in the way of that relationship that we have with God in Jesus Christ. So we have to continually purify ourselves of attachments. And what does that mean for us? Well, it means we have to be very honest, first of all. Honest with ourselves, because funnily enough, we do lie to ourselves. We think we just lie to other people sometimes, but no, we actually lie to ourselves sometimes. We don't admit the truth, that we are attached to certain things, that we are gutted when certain trivial things in our life are not available to us, that people sometimes are not available to us in the way that we would like. And then we have to work on attaching ourselves to the one person necessary in our life, the person of Jesus Christ. And we can only do that, of course, by spending time with him, that he is a non-negotiable priority in our life. So just like we put in appointments each, appointments each day or social engagements, we put them in our diary. The first thing to go in our diary each day should be that appointment with the Lord, that time that we're going to spend with him, because that's where he pours out his wisdom. That's where he sheds light on our life. That's where the Holy Spirit begins to work within us, but only if we give him time. Otherwise, we'll just stay in distraction and we'll get attached to all those things that are in the world looking to draw us away from the Lord. Even good things can be a draw away from the Lord when we're too attached to them. And when Jesus is front and center, then he begins to expel these things from our life. Then he begins to show what's keeping us from him. He illuminates our awareness. But purification is not always easy. It's not always going to be pleasant. It's part of the cross. Part of the cross that Jesus refers to in that gospel. Anyone who does not carry his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. But what we experience when we give ourselves up to this purification, when we surrender to the Lord, is true freedom. A freedom that we can't fake. A freedom from things that don't satisfy us. And a desire and hunger to fill ourselves 
with the life that God wants to give us. And when we put God front and centre, when we put our relationship with Jesus first, then we begin to love authentically. There are all kinds of inauthentic love in our, in our life today, in our world today. But when we love Jesus first, he begins to show us how to love authentically. But that will only happen if we love him with an undivided heart. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.